so much for joining yes. us. If you have never seen us, don't know who we are. We are first grateful that you are here with us, sharing your marriage journey with us. However many minutes you're on here for, we are still grateful. And we pray that whatever we say or share from our own personal experiences, what we've learned, heard, seen, done, um, that it will be gracious to you, that you are able to apply it in some shape, form, or fashion, and that God gets the glory. We are Damia and Seth, or after married, right? It's Seth and Damia Roth. And we are the couple behind Healthy and Whole Marriage Conferences Incorporated. As we start our um, anything, and this in particular is our Healthy and Whole Marriage Conversation that we do once a month, we begin with prayer. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We bless your name, Lord. Again, this unique opportunity to come before your people. God, we count it as a blessing to just be here tonight. God, we pray that you will give us your strength and your grace as we go about this evening, oh God, as you will give us what to say. God, help us not to just be in our own hands, oh God, but we want to touch your people spiritually, oh God. So help us to do your will instead of our own. God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Lord, we pray for every couple that is represented that watch. God, we pray that you will heal and restore them in Jesus that we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. So the next thing we do whenever we have any of our events, and when I mean events, I say that, or I mean that Healthy and Whole Marriage Conferences Incorporated actually has an annual conference. And we'd like you guys to check us out on www.healthyandwholemarriages.com to learn more about us. But we have an annual conference every June. So yes, there is one this June, June 25th in Atlanta at the Riverside Epicenter. Look out because tickets will be dropped or registration will be available very soon for that. And we'd love to have you join us. But we have that every year. In addition to monthly marriage sessions, and then Seth and I will do a monthly Healthy and Whole Marriages conversation. And tonight is going to be an interesting one. He chose the topic and I'm going to let him start with the topic. And the topic tonight is one of those taboo topics for any relationship, I think. But especially in marriage and if you have not peaked the topic is submission so we're gonna let you begin so um i just want to just start this way uh, as it relates to submission and kind of the focus on submission i think not only has it always been a topic in marriage but it's also a topic in single people and some people don't want to get married because they don't want to be submissive or they don't have to submit to someone and I think that's where we are confused on submission. I really believe that it's important for us to understand. Now, I know Webster's dif- dictionary di- definition is an act of submitting to the authority or control of another. And I think we as men, I say we, uh, we, we identify with this most because that means that we are in authority. That means we can get all of our words in. Uh, our spouse don't get an opportunity because whatever I say goes and everything that we start with and ends with starts with the husband and ends with the husband. And I believe that's where um, the frustration comes in uh, as it relates to what submission is for the wife. Well, I want to submit to you tonight Although Ephesians 5, 22, 
23, and I want to read that for you. It says this in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation says, For wise this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. Um, I want to submit this, is that the biblical concept of submission means to willfully deploy oneself in service to the partner. What do you think? Oh, I don't think you ready. I think you need to finish saying. No, 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 it's fine. The reason why I say that is because I think it's great to hear both perspectives and what I didn't tell you or what you all may not know about us. We don't really prep for these topics, right? We pray on the topics and we may mention a couple things as it relates to in which direction so that we'll be on the same page about what we're speaking of or about, but we don't rehearse our conversations that we're having with you all so i would say yes that's the best way for us to be authentic transparent and so i said i wanted him to finish so that i could hear his perspective and he would have the opportunity to fully express his perspective but um i can jump right in um and actually i think one thing that we did come into uh on one accord about discussing we had been reading a devotional and we saw this particular well actually these two sentences in this devotional and I think it was a devotional by Pastor Jimmy Evans as you know he's one of the um, gurus if you will as it relates to the marriage ministry and the topic was about what we kind of grasp was dominance or submission right dominance is one of the most damaging dynamics that can exist in any relationship especially marriage God simply didn't intend for marriage to be a relationship where one spouse would dominate the other. Now, he brought up Ephesians 5, 21 through 22. And my understanding of submission, which is, I believe it was great that you brought that particular Webster Dictionary version up. I believe a lot of people go off of that basic definition of submission. But if you look more in depth on what the the definition means further, you'll also get to subject yourself to a particular process or most often thought of as yielding to the authority of a superior person. And I think this is dangerous. And often you've seen that this particular thought process and and hanging on to this or hanging your hat on this definition can be dangerous in any relationship uh, in a dangerous way of thinking because it dismisses that God created us equally. He didn't create anyone superior over the other. And if you don't know by now, that's why we got so much foolishness and frustration in the world right now, because there are some people who truly believe they're superior to other people. And unfortunately, that's even in genders. And so for me, the first note of submission that oftentimes people are going to go to Ephesians, right, to look at submission. That's like the, the main Bible book to go to um, on submission. And so for me, the first note is in Ephesians 5 and 1. And that says, subject yourself to the process of love, Christ giving up himself and for sacri- and sacrificing himself, right? Are you willing to submit yourself in that way? Whether you male or female, but if we're going to take it into the mentality of a gender or a man, then are you willing to subject yourself in the way that God did for, his, for the church, in the way that Christ did for the church? Are you willing to subject yourself 
to a full extent yeah. of love, a full extent of sacrifice and giving yourself up for your church, for your wife, for your family. The other um, scripture on submission is in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. There are several on there. And that's Proverbs 3 and 6 in the NIV. And I think I'm going to make two more points lastly, I guess, and then um, let you get back in. Um, for me, after those two primary scriptures on submission, I don't think submission regarding marriage should really be spoken to without these verses being stated. Because I think when we've heard and when you hear the other verses, primarily wives submit to your husband, then we fall into that little slippery slope of misusing and apparently misunderstanding what God intended submission to be uh, when it comes to this particular topic. And that is to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submission has no respect of genders. Submission is a duality of responsibility, if you will. That's from, that's from me. Um, so unfortunately, we have people throwing around verse 5 and 22 and stopping wives and stopping at wives submit to your husbands, as I was saying before. Submit is an action word. So in verse 22, it immediately follows up with how the husband is supposed to act. So if we're going to focus on verse 22, 5 and 22, please pay attention to the fact that it starts with how the husband is supposed to act. Now I'll let you think of their so following. When, when, when you said uh, definitely how the husband is supposed to act, of course, I totally agree with that. What does that say? Husbands, love your wives right. just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. I think I may have the whole part. Well, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head as it relates to it's important if we're going to be submissive that we love. And I would say um, in my relationship is that if I love Damia the effective way, if I'm giving myself as Christ gave to the church, there is no question of where we are and how we agree with one another. And then I think the other part of it is, is that if we're going to go into our marriage from an equal standpoint, it's also imperative to, to realize that sometimes, well, I would say most times our wives are going to know much more than what we know. And so I think that's where the equal partnership of this comes in. It's important for us to have that equal partnership because at the end of the day, we're better together. And if we're going to impart knowledge into one another, first, I have to come out with my high horse of my wife needs to be submissive. And then the other part of it is the wife being loved. Am I loving her in a way for her to even want to submit to whatever I'm doing? If I don't know about finances, why should she, should she submit to me in finances? Well, she's the finance major. <laughs> so to me, we have to be able to lean to each other's strengths. And if we're able to lean to each other's strengths, then we're going to grow as a couple. I think the frustration sometimes happens in relationships that it's almost we take this same uh, dog-eat-dog world in our mm -hmm. relationship. And then we think, well, I got to outpace my spouse. So if they do something, I have to do something that's bigger. And when we get into that mode, I believe that we begin to frustrate not only the situation that we have, but we begin to agitate 
that ego that's within the man to say, you know what? Well, hold on. You can't be greater than I am because you're supposed to be submissive to me. Going into that attitude of I'm better than you, as Damien spoke about very uh, just a few moments ago. But so I think we have to realize that we are on an equal platform. And if we're ever going to make this marriage thing work, I'm talking about work in a way that our world sees our relationship as a mirror of crisis to the church, we have to let go of the thought process of she has to be submissive. Um, I think the other part of it is that if we're going to love our wives as Christ loved the church, whatever he could do for the church, he did. I'm talking about he laid his life down for the church. And if we're not willing to lay our lives down for uh, our wives or really willing to focus in on not only the, the providing from a financial standpoint, but are there some emotional needs that need to happen? I cannot expect uh, a submissive thought process to come out of that if I'm not doing what I need to do as a husband. And I believe that's Listen, I, I can even come home to some of those things. Uh, I felt that uh, our relationships, our, our relationship was perfect, right? However, I think that's what happens when you just think about that relationship is that, hey, I'm the one, I'm the husband, and all about everything I say is right. Well, I didn't know that in those moments that Damien wasn't talking as much because she didn't feel that her voice was relevant. And once you silence the voice, simply because on, the, on the, the premise of I'm in control or I'm the man or uh, you should be submissive to me, you just kill the growth in your relationship. And I would say when Damien began to speak, when she began to share, I was like, whoa, now this lady right here is the truth. And I think that's most important to understand is that we're here to support one another. Get out of your mind, husband, that submissive thought process. Get into a right partnership with your wife so you all can be a reflection of Christ to the church. And I, I believe this, and I know this helped us, is that when I came down, and allow my wife to come up and then now we're on equal playing fields. I really believe that's when God began to get glory out of our lives and it rely out of our marriage that we're able to share. Uh, I agree. I, I'm trying to process this when I came down and you came up. Uh, well, I think that's but, the mentality, ego type okay, of right. process, not so much right, right. Uh, that type of up and down. Anyway, y'all. Um, so I think you said a, a few key things. The um, coming off the high horse, right? And I think the high horse also consists of the inferiority uh, complex or mentality as it relates to your spouse and forgetting um, that there is equality there. She's not inferior. And if she was inferior, then God wouldn't have made her to compliment and make, you know, y'all to be equal in that way um, and I think I mean for me listening to you I was like okay we were on the same page about this whole thing because my notes are like in That's alignment the with that does. absolutely so what I would like to do before I fully come I guess comment on what you were saying or add on to it if you will is to go further into Ephesians 5 
25 through 29. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. And that's the NIV. Um, a man is what I wrote after this. A man willing to do these things because what we often hear, if I may digress just a little bit, what we often hear, right, when it comes to submission, I ain't submitting to no man and I can do this by myself and blah, 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 or submit to him for what? He can't do this, that, and the other, or that's what you're supposed to do as a wife is submit to, you know, all of these kind of negative um, stereotypical thoughts related to submission. So let's just take this this one about not submitting. You know, women don't really want to submit to a man. A man doing any and all of these things, trust me when I say this, will have little to no problem finding a wife, having a wife who will submit. I said little to no problem because we're all human, right? We, we all fall into the human nature of self getting in the way. But if you're following Christ, where I'm trusting that you're not going to lead me astray because I know that you're following someone who died for me, so you will likely do the same thing. I have no question about what you're doing is in my best interest as well. I know that if we're going, if where you're taking me is probably going to lead me over the bridge that is really not intended, and you you thought that that was what was going to be best. You know what I'm saying? It's not saying that actually to be going, but hopefully you get my point. This person has your best interest in mind. And they're not trying to hurt themselves either, right? So they're when they think, they think about you first, just like Christ did. When he got up on the cross, thought he thought about us. Now, he could have gotten down, but his primary thought was for us. And not only that, you will see it in the Bible. It says it was his passion. Think about that, y'all. Like, passion. It is, I, it is I choose. Yes. I, I'll take pleasure in taking your pain on me yeah. that you didn't deserve. Wow. Or that... Well, you deserve, but I'm going to take your pain. That's good. You jumping in between. Let me, let me, can you say that again for the person that's listening to this in the kitchen so they don't see your pain? But listen, seriously, the word passion, when you think about the word passion, it's something you enjoy, right? You have no qualms. You have no second thoughts about, oh, that's something I like. I'm going to do it. Think about it. That's what he chose to do. He chose to say, you know, even though this may not be pleasurable, what I like is my child what i like is them enjoying the things that we originally promised to them what i like is for them to experience me in the fullness thereof what i like is you know all of the promises right and so because i like that and i want that for them what i'm going to do is jump in between what i'm going to do is take on the punishment that they deserve but Mm. i don't have a problem with that because i love them that much so when someone is submitting in that way if i know that my husband is submitting to christ in that way oh no problem you want to do what now you want to say what now okay and if i have a problem with it because again we're not always perfect i then have the responsibility to talk to god about it because i'm trusting that he's listening to god right and if i go to god about my concerns there one or two things are going to happen god Absolutely, the first and primary thing is going to be fixed. He's going to rectify the situation. But he's also going to either clear my mind 
her clear hair is up. And it's still going to work out for the good. So that was one of the points I, I wanted that. to uh, address. The problem is that there, for me, and you spoke about the high horse and all of that, is that not too many men who want women to submit have done and are willing to be submissive to Christ. So that's where your problem lies in. If you're not willing to do that, then that's why you have that struggle. That's why she's trying to take over when you feel like she shouldn't, right? Because you don't seem like you're willing to step into your rightful place of making sure you're going to be submitted to God first. You're going to ensure that you're taking care of everything first. Or I guess I'll just be better about reading my notes here that I made. This can be from the problem is not too many men who want women to submit have done or are doing or have learned how to be submissive. And this can be from a two-parent home where their parents are or were married. If you're not being taught or never learned because maybe even they didn't know, then we're faced with the struggles of women taking lead in areas that are virtually innate to them, but intimidating to the male. Doing this leaves them bypassing the submission to one another that's required as well as the fact that he must first submit to Christ. Does that make sense? I think it makes perfect sense. Okay. I'll stop. I, and I also feel that that's, that's really it. We, as men, we have to hunger and thirst after righteousness. And I would say, yeah, I, I would say that, hey, I was perfect in that area. No, I don't think we're really looking for perfection in that area. More wives are looking for perfection in that area. What they're looking for is effort. And I believe that's the huge part of being submissive to Christ. Are we really giving an effort to submit to God as husbands? Or are we simply saying, you know what? The scriptures say it. So we pick out and choose what scripture we want to enforce uh, in our, our homes yes. and in our relationships simply because it is written. However, we stop reading and then we don't even talk about the love aspect of it. So we're treating our wives less than and we're expecting them to do more than. And I really, really feel if men would consecrate themselves, I'm talking about, Lord, I give up all. If I have to turn down a plate, if I have to turn down a television, if I have to turn the game off, if I don't have to go out, whatever it is, in order to get to that secret place, I believe this one thing. Once we develop intimacy with God, intimacy with our wives, nothing can separate that. Because now the relationship, that's that's part of that three-chord strand uh, that uh, we speak about and that we talk about. But it's important for us to rid isolation from God. We can't do this thing on our own. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough confidence. We don't have enough thought in order to be God at being God. We have to submit ourselves to him as men. And as we submit ourselves, I believe life begins to line up. And we have, this is the other part for men. We really have to let the ego part go. We have to, <laughs> I'm talking about myself, right? To say, there are some things that Damia just know better than I do. And that's okay, because we are a partnership. And if we ever accept that we are partners, and if you ever accept it in your relationship, 
as your husband and your wife, that you all are partners, not competing with each other, not to make each other so frustrated that you want to leave the relationship. If we ever get to that point, not only will there be happiness in our home, but I really believe that God is pleased. And I really believe sometimes we, we were talking about this um, just a few weeks ago. Um, someone brought it to our attention that they were encouraged by our relationship. We have no idea who's looking. So we're trying to one-up each other, or uh, as Demi talked about, you know, put the right filters on, on our social media platform to ensure that everything looks well. And then there's pure chaos going on in our home. Then we're putting out these false notions that everything is fantastic. And all the while, we have an equality problem. We're not seeing each other's each other as equal. And so I, I would challenge men tonight, um, and I'm challenging myself to, because I'm not exempt from this, that let's develop a closer walk with Christ. Let's develop intimacy with him. Now, if that requires us getting up early or staying out uh, late to get this relationship with him, or that's on our commute to work, whatever it is, I want to challenge you all to get in right relationship with Christ and see how your relationship begins to grow and then really uh, emerge to something that is more beautiful than what it is today. So uh, I'd like to, of course, a lot of good nuggets there too. I like to, that made me think of, I'll say this, there's a scripture about a husband being blessed by how he treats his wife, right? So I think that's one of those. your prayers not being hindered. Your prayers, yeah, your life basically not being hindered. uh, Your prayers not being hindered based on how you're treating your wife. And I think that's another one of those convenient scriptures, Mm -hmm. right? Where you pull out what is convenient for you, what works best for you, what sounds best for you, and go out and apply it accordingly, but leaving out the most essential parts or the whole picture. You know, something can be said a certain way, but if the rest of the sentence isn't filled in, mm-hmm. you know, and so it becomes, it actually is a manipulative tactic because 100%. what you're trying to do is get your way and you're falling into the selfishness um, aspect yeah, of things. Way. And yeah, and it just takes a, a horrible turn. And then when you find that your spouse is at the courthouse, yeah. you're looking shocked because everything was perfect. Right. And it really wasn't perfect. It was perfect in your eyes because you were getting what you wanted. Exactly. And there's no relationship. Mm. You don't get that at work, right? Speak that. You don't get that in other places. And I thought about submission and passion and work as well. You know, when you love what you do at work, you're willing to go the extra mile. Stay like and do this. No <laughs> yeah. problem. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Are you getting overtime? Probably not. But because you're loving it, it's your passion, you're all for it. If you're getting overtime, you know, whatever the case may be. You love what you do, you're going to put in extra. You have to have that same, as we say nowadays, put that same energy into your spouse. Put that same energy into how you treat your spouse, how you're loving your spouse, and how you value your marriage. Put that same energy into that. Maybe think of our um, conference theme. It's going to meet its marriage level up. So level up, put that same energy, bring that same energy that you've been giving to all of these other places that are getting your 100% all smiles, the all sunshine. You got nicknames about being um, Mr. This and, and Miss Sunshine and all of this stuff. Bring that energy home or just holistically be 
honest and 100% all the way around. I'm going to reiterate, gender submission is not gender specific. He brought up a point that I had written down as well, right? We we want to say there are certain gender roles, right? That, uh, oh, well, because he's a man, maybe, maybe he makes more or because he's the man and he's the one that's working, then he's the one who's supposed to deal with the finances. And he's horrible with money. And I was the finance major. So in that sense, he should be submitting to God, who's very likely telling him, hand that over to your wife. But instead, his selfishness is going to run us both into the ground, probably towards bankruptcy or whatever, because he's beating his chest on, I'm the man, I'm the man. Maybe because that's what he saw growing up doesn't necessarily mean that it was right she's saying hey i got certain things going on here um i'm the one that's supposed to cook and she can't cook the lick every time you know she's burning stuff up and they're about to choke to death at home like submit into the the holistic health and well-being of your marriage and i think i actually have that here and it goes along with what you're saying or what you said if he's a better cook he should probably submit if she's the better person in finances, she sub- he should submit there. Y'all know what I'm saying. We mark it up when we get prideful. That's what I've always seen. It worked at my parents' house, and it's going to work for us. Neither of your parents are married to you, nor do they have your complete background, right? My parents, I'm saying, oh, that's what my mom did, and this, that, and the other. She was married to my dad. I can't bring that to him. He has different parents and a different upbringing. And they had different parents and different upbringing. So God made me his wife. So whatever I saw, yes, I can bring it and say, this is what I saw. How can we mix and mold this with what you saw and what you're used to, to make it work for us? Because no one thing is going to be right all across the board, all across genders and through the entire family tree. You have to do what works for your marriage and your marriage alone. You both have to be willing to submit to God, the work required to ensure the success and overall health of the marriage. And lastly, I'll say it's more than a proposal, living together, sharing things and claiming possession of something or someone. Marriage is so much more than that. So the submission needs to be first to God, to your marriage to each other and I think that's the beauty of what submission was meant to be I have nothing further I believe that we've covered it and I think um, it's important that I would say even take this a step further uh, whether you're listening to us or that you will even think about this coming into marriage is to talk about this subject matter so it's not this taboo uh, once something starts to happen in the relationship or something begins to break down that you begin to become frustrated regarding this because it wasn't talked about and not only submission I'm sure there are many many other topics out there uh, whether that's finance or sex or whatever it is that we don't talk about as much coming into the the relationship because we're in the dating stage talk about those things that matter Uh, that's one area that I would say that helped me just talking about tough subjects. And I don't think that we do a, a good job of that, especially in the Christian faith, of uh, talking about difficult things because it's always about forgiveness and it's always about uh, 
everybody should be pleasant with one another. And that's wonderful and that's true. But life happens. And when it happens, if you're just saying, well, I forgive you, uh, there's yeah, no problem with that. Uh, the Lord is good and uh, wonderful. And so what ends up happening is that now you all are on the opposite sides of the house. And there is now room for isolation. And the enemy is putting himself in that space where you should just say, you know what, let's talk these things out. So I want to challenge you to do those things too. Not only uh, talk about uh, leveling things out in the relationship, but talk about difficult subjects. Absolutely. I believe that's what I have. Absolutely. I think um, you referred to something I said about social media. Um, so that's, we're going to use that briefly as a segue. I actually did not even mention that tonight, if you're wondering and heard him say that. And-